This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a share of £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons. I'm Daryl Sabon. Marcus Hudgay. David Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pudil. And I love listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I'm James and as ever I'm joined by my co-host Jamie. How are you mate? You alright Jamie? I'm good and I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> now uh, today's guest is a good one. Um, he's played 165 games for the Owls between 2011 and 2017 uh, as part of that side that got promoted to the Championship in 2012. He had his own song, he even had his own away day dedicated to him. Everyone, it's Jose Vito Moreira Samedo to give him his full name. Jose, before we get underway, a massive thanks for agreeing to come on this podcast. You won't believe how many messages we've had asking for us to speak to you. So it's an honour and privilege uh, to have you on. Uh, First of all, how how are you and and your family? Everything all right? Thanks to God, everything is okay. A part of this this, uh, special time we are living now with the coronavirus, but uh, thanks to God, everything, everything is okay. Family, all good, which is the most important. And the football is going good as well. Fantastic. Now, I always like to start from the very beginning when I do these uh, these interviews. Now, obviously, you had some great memories from your time at Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, which we'll get onto a little bit later on. Now, you were, you were born in Setúbal, Portugal, and you began your footballing career at, at Sporting, didn't you? Uh, now, what, what was it like at the time to sign for one of you know one of the biggest clubs in in Portugal? Yeah, it was like a, a huge huge difference because I was playing in a small small team here in my town. Uh, we call Pelezinhos. Is a uh, um, the second second big team, like we can say like this because the big team is Victoria Setúbal, the one I play now. And the second one is uh, Pelezinho. So we won. Like, like Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United, yeah? yeah. <laughs> no, not like it. Not like it. So it's a, a bit no, not that equal because Pelezinho is a little bit down in the 
in the in the city you know yeah. <laughs> both Sheffield clubs are are big big teams uh so and uh, we was in a tournament where i was um, wanted by sporting lisbon and benfica and on the end of the day i chose to go to sporting lisbon and it was there where started my career around nine, nine, ten years old and was what everything started in sporting lisbon and since then i played till the first team and then it was when i started to move to italy england all of that yeah. Yeah. Now I'm I'm going to talk about it straight away or him rather Cristiano Ronaldo to be more precise. Um arguably one of the greatest players that football's ever seen. Now obviously you're it's it's well documented that you're big big friends with him. How how did that all come about? Was that from your from your time in the youth set up at Sporting was it? Yes, yes, it was there because uh, at the end of the season under uh, under 11, under 10, under 11, on the end of that season it was when coming a few players like to to make to training with the team to see if they get picked for the next year for the next start here and uh, it was one of them coming here but he was already signed for Sporting Lisbon he just coming to introduce himself all of that and uh, a year after a year after it was when majority of the player was released and I was one of them stay in the team and when Ronaldo come back after the summer to start the season he remain he remember me because I was We was about six players staying from the year past to that new year and Ronaldo remember me and uh, since then we we connect together because uh, he coming from an Iceland which uh, is Portuguese is a bit different than the Lisbon Portuguese I don't know if yeah. you understand what I mean the accent the accent so, was... so a bit a bit like say, if someone's from London and from Sheffield they exactly. can't understand exactly. each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that more or less like that and the uh, I was one of these uh, protect protect player because I was all the time with him and no player joking with him because he was a little bit shy but in the football wise he, it was unbelievable already everything he do he do on the big stage now he was the, he was doing as a youth as a youth players he's an amazing amazing footballer yeah now i read in, i read uh, read your book the, you know win the day courage positive thinking and the warrior spirit available on Amazon and all major bookstores as well. Yeah. <laughs> Now uh, obviously uh, when you was at Sporting you had a bit of trouble didn't you with the accommodation is that right and you yes. and uh, you were kick, kick, you were kicked out and then you had to have like a, an extra bed yeah. put in there. Because because we we was so close me and Ronaldo we was really really close and he uh, was like the um, the the future player of the of the club like the most important Did you know? Did you know Jose? Did you always know he was going to be as big as you like this big? So we we know for sure he will become a professional footballer 100% because his quality wise it was a big advantage of the other players it was already but to to one a five ballon d'or it's impossible to imagine that but yeah. you can see as his talent his gift talent he will become a professional footballer 100% uh yeah. and back on the on the question it was like when I, we I went to live there in the academy and i had a, a really really bad year as a footballing wise so they was take me out and uh, i remember on the day when they say to me jose next year you will still play for sporting but you not live here anymore and i i was saying goodbye to ronaldo i said to him brother uh, i will uh, still play for sporting lisbon but i will not live here anymore and he asked me why i said yeah they they, they decide like that and he said no 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 you take your time i will um, i will speak with the with the boss 
back on the years called Mr. Jean-Paul. I will spoke with him and I'm sure he will, uh, he will let you stay here even if I have to put, put an extra bed in my, in my room. Because uh, if you go away, I will leave as well. Like we want a really, really close friendship, like brother. And uh, at the end of the day, he went to speak with them because they don't want to. They don't want him to be upset. And uh, they yeah. they said to him, "Okay, we put Esha away in your room, and uh, Jose stay here." And it was now. Uh, I mean, how much of an inspiration has has Cristiano Ronaldo been on on your life? Not only not only um, your footballing career, but also your personal life as well. It is because he's a competitive. Why uh, com the way he is? He's so competitive in uh, in football, and the way he's so correct in life, dedication and professionalism is an inspiration. Because uh, since under 14, under 15, 16, we always watching watching English football, and uh, the funny thing always we said he said to me one day I will play Manchester United because he used to see Manchester United and he used to see David Beckham in the right wing. And he said to me, one day I will play in Manchester United. This is, we need to go to, we need to work hard to go to English football. And uh, luckily both of us uh, reached to get that, to get that dream come true. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, fast forward to 2007, that's when you made your, your trip over to England. Obviously I know you played in, in Italy as well uh, before that. Um, you signed for, for Charlton Athletic. Now, you just touched on it there. Was it always your plan to, to move to England, to play football in England? Especially especially when, when you get there first, because you get there in England, in Manchester United first, and always my dream was to go to England. And uh, when it come the, uh, when appeared the opportunity, I was in uh, play under 21 Europeans, European uh, qualifying in the uh, Netherlands. And it was when I was in, in Italy back then, and it was when uh, Charlton appeared with the offer, four years contract. And uh, I didn't even realize where is Charlton. If Charlton is in London or North, I didn't even realize. I know Charlton is in England because one of the Portuguese players called George Costa played Charlton before. I know Charlton is England and I, I just want to go to England. I say, yes, I wanted to go. Did you not even know what, did you not even know what league, what league it was in or anything like that either? No, no, I know it was a uh, championship. We call here second league because they just they just got uh, got down from the Premier League, and uh, I didn't re I didn't think twice to go in England where I always dreamed to go, and I straight away I said yes. That's what I wanted to ask Josie because you know if you know if um, I, I'm, we'll talk about this later. Like I still personally this is this is amazing for me. Like you are literally one of our all time favorite players. Like everything about you, the passion, everything. Like. I, I just want you to be at Wednesday forever, like literally. But when you when you was at Charlton, so you've played you played a few less for Charlton, but you've played roughly, if you know what I mean, the same amount. So when you've got Sheffield Wednesday, why why did you why do you love us this much compared to Charlton sort of thing? I don't I'm not saying you didn't enjoy Charlton, but why why Wednesday when you played the same amount of time? Was it just connection straight away with the fans? What what was it? What why why do you it was a connection straight away because uh, on, on my life here in Charlton. We was discussion about uh, signing a new contract. Um, like I was in, I was in doubt if I'm gonna stay in Charlton or no. And we play Wednesday. We play against Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. And the atmosphere it was something, something, um, something connect to me. Like that was the fans I wanted to play for. I remember that day we was winning two 0 two 0 and the, the players in the on the pitch was um, like struggle. Second half. 
the fans become like if it's a cup final. They didn't stop for a minute. And uh, uh, Wednesday get get back to draw, 2-2. Two -two. We luckily not to lose that game because it was incredible. We couldn't get out of our half, halfway line. And uh, and I was, I say to myself, end of the game, that this is the fans I want to play for. But I didn't know how how I can play for Wednesday. I don't. I didn't know why and how I couldn't get there. And uh, but on the way end of the season, I had a phone call from Gary Mason, and when he's he speak to me, he said, I'm a, I will, I'm a chef Wednesday manager. Um, and I didn't, first of all, I didn't understand like Sheffield Wednesday is the blue and white or the red and white. Like I was confused I couldn't believe I was that so much. Did I need to ask clearly, is the blue and white? <laughs> no, the blue and white. And I said to him, yes. And uh, two days later, he come to London and we met in the we met in the hotel in London, and I said to him, "Yeah, I stopped the the negotiation with the with Sheffield, with the Charlton. Back then, I had Barnsley, I had Barnsley in the Championship. They offered me a contract, but I said to myself, no, no, I, I need to go first to that team because I want, I need to feel that I feel when I was a, I I I even not, I wasn't even a Sheffield Wednesday player. I feel that atmosphere." I want to have that for me. It was when I I decided and I choose to go to Sheffield Wednesday. And Josie, and Josie, just before James moves on now, I was thinking we spoke to Chris Lines. I'm sure you remember him. We spoke yes, to Chris yes. Lines. He was our first ever guest on the podcast. And what he said to us was when Wednesday wanted him, because he was a Bristol Rovers fan who we signed him from, he said Gary Megson had a thing with signing players that played well against us. And he said Chris Lyons was basically saying you couldn't say no to Gary Megson because yeah. if you look at yourself now, like how passionate you are, Gary Megson is a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yes. So he was a manager. He must have been like, if you, if you didn't like the club already enough for playing for us, when you spoke to him, surely he must have made you sort of even more because of his well, passion for the club. Because I feel the same I was feeling. When he was speaking with me, the love and passion he, he showed me for the club, it was the same thing. I was feeling for that club. It was incredible. It was a real connection. And I remember the first day I get in Sheffield Wednesday to sign a contract. It took me to the stand where the fans are behind the goal, up there, really on the top there. And we sit there for an hour talking there and look, watching all the pitch. And we, sp we spoke there and up there. And he said to, he said to me, this year we're gonna get this club where it should, it should go. And, and we're gonna go forward from this, this season. And luckily, we get we get there. We get there. We we didn't get promotion with him, but all the job, all the hard work, he was with him. It yeah, was, it that's was, what Chris said. That's what Chris Lyons said. It was responsible for for that promotion as well. Yeah, I mean, what what was uh, Gary Megson like as a manager to to play to play for? What how can you describe it? No, it's incredible because uh, you don't have time. With, we, you don't waste time. With him, it's not uh, waste. We, you don't waste time. Every single day, you need to work hard, and you you need to have a winner mentality to win a football match. It's all a matter to him. Is uh, even if you play bad, he doesn't want you to give up. He's always said to you, the worst day you can have, but 
you cannot stop working, you cannot stop running, you cannot stop fighting for what you want, and you cannot stop try winning for the crowd we have. This crowd, the only thing they deserve is the hard working and try to win as much football games you want, you you can. And it was it was amazing. I mean, how would you how would you explain the the atmosphere as a as a as a player that first time that you walked out at Hillsborough in front of all those fans? I mean, what what did it what did it feel like? My friend, is um is something really is a bit is a bit like how can I say that you you I start to remember that and you you get even chicken spots because <laughs> if, if there is if there is uh, all the world are suffering with the coronavirus all the world. But take that effect of coronavirus in football. If there is one team, especially, suffer a lot from coronavirus in Sheffield, because not to have the fans to support them, to give them the passion, the warming up in everything, uh, is, is us, is Sheffield Wednesday. We are suffer a lot not to having that extra strength we, we all used to have, because the, the Sheffield fans, uh, Sheffield club is identified with the fans. Fans are play a huge part of the success of that team. So well, he, not... said, he said, Josie, a lot of players have said, oh, it's the 12th man and all this. Is that how you really felt on the pitch? Did you feel like it was the 12th player? Like 100%. I was, I was losing games. I was losing games, which I was not feeling the strength and not believe. I can back on the game and that fans helped me I've, a lot of games, a lot of games we was draw or we was losing and that fans for one minute didn't let us go down and we end back to winning that game or to get a point from that game. Well, I, th I think that, that proves what you're saying now, Josie, because this season, I, I don't know how much you know about this season, but we basically, we've never we haven't got one point from when we've been behind. So it just it proves the point what you're saying about when the fans pick you up because surely we wouldn't have been where we are now if fans would have been there. But even if there was, it's what what's I don't know. Yeah. No, no, you you're absolutely right. It's impossible. It's impossible. On my time, I spent the six years at uh, six years six seven years at uh, Wednesday. If I if I get in the front foot, it's so difficult to lose the game. Is it almost? I don't remember to get in the front foot and losing a game uh, regularly. It's so rarely if I get on the front foot as a Sheffield Wednesday player to lose that game or not to get a point from that game. And uh, even on that, away from home, even away from home, our fans are more aggressive in the good way, are more aggressive yeah. in the good way of supporting the team than the opposition team we play on their own ground. Yeah, yeah. It's just to know how big are Sheffield Wednesday? How, how important that fans uh, are for the players? Because being a professional football is one of the most difficult things you can because yeah. it's, it's so inconstant. You, you don't, you don't, it's difficult to get consistent to play one season without have a bad game or, and the criticize is so aggressive. So being a Sheffield is, uh, is so good and at the same time, when you are not playing good, if you don't show that fight, that, that care for those supporting you outside, it's difficult. And uh, if there is a club so far from not having the fans on the ground, Sheffield Wednesday for sure, is uh, because I live, I play for Charlton 
and Charlton fans doesn't help me winning games. We win the games by the quality of one player. But when I say the fans are so, so um, helping the team, getting the results, helping the team away from home, getting the results, it's every Wednesday fans. We have got so many comments. Like you, me and you, James, will agree. Listening to him speak now, this is why we don't understand that. Like we need him at the club. Like I don't mean this just to lick lick your bottom, but <laughs> nicely. But but we need we need you at the club. Like someone like this, this passion, it, it, it just drives you insane when you see these managers we've had and the backroom staff. Um, like Lee Bullen. Lee Bullen's fifty years old today, by the way. So happy birthday to Lee Bullen. Happy um, is backroom staff like how can Wednesday not benefit from having Jose at the club in any way whatsoever? Do you know what I mean? This it wasn't a goodbye, it was a see you later. I will so Wednesday fans heard that it wasn't a goodbye, it was a see you later, right? Okay. I will get back. I will get back. <laughs> like I said, we, we, we announced that we were going to speak, be speaking to you. Like I said, there loads of comments. I'll just read out just a just a few. Uh, we've got Daz Gilbert. Um he just he just simply put the ultimate professional. Um Mark Jackson, he just put what a player, you know. Just, just these short little, uh, little. Chris Wilds, read Chris Wilds out. Go on then. When when is the statue of him going outside the cop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just all the comments were just were just like that, you know. Every, everyone just uh, just loved you at, at the club. And did you did you feel that as well? I mean, you must have done. Obviously, I know we'll get on to Semedo Day and everything, but did you did you feel that love? Impossible not to feel. Oh. oh. All around the city, all around the city. I remember, I remember I was a good friend of mine, Miguel Lero, played with us, yeah. played with us at, uh, at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, he was playing for Scunthorpe. I remember to go watch one game, Scunthorpe, um, Sheffield United against, uh, against Scunthorpe at uh, Bramall Line. Miguel Lero gave me an invitation to go there watching the game. I went there to watching the game and I, I saw some Sheffield United fans, and they were saying to me, uh, thank you for you being in the city. Oh. I know you're not playing for us, but you, the passion you, you're living for Sheffield Wednesday, it's amazing. We wish to have a foreign player play for us with the same passion and the same commitment. Oh, that's nice. And that, that it was where, where I, I, feel, I, feel, um, I feel like I said this... Uh, you, 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 some things you don't expect is, uh, is the best thing in your life. And that was to hear that. You play against Sheffield United and you see all the animosity and all the, the rivalry. And then when the football's not on, you, something like that, it's, it's, I suppose it's lovely, isn't it? I just, if you're going back to a few questions, Josie, just a quick, a quick few that I want to read off. So, like from Owl's Talk, James speaks on Owl's Talk quite a bit. And I'm sure you've heard of the website, but a few people said, what? Who would you say had the most positive influence in the dressing room for you? Um, my friend, it was a lot, a lot of players in the good way, you know, in the good way, because especially in the year we get promotion, it was so many good uh, influenced players like uh, Rob Jones. Uh, he was a great leader, a great I leader. Think, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Josie. I just think that's a good question just because uh, I would say 99% of players would say that you was, you was the person, like you was the person that was... The, the 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 person the inspiration sort of thing in the dressing room so to hear who yours was who yours influence was I think that's why fans will like to hear it so like Rob Jones and you know Rob Jones he was the player uh, at the beginning of the season he was the the captain he was playing every game he was the leader of, of the team and uh, what more surprised me because football foot, being professional football is so competitive 
So when you don't play, you don't act the same as you are playing. You're not happy. And uh, Rob Jones was the one so important to us because even when he wasn't playing, he was give the correct, uh, the correct um, indications to the player, you know, and that's, that was when that was when I said this club is in good hands. In the is good. I always call him captain. No, call myself the captain because it was a great leader in the team. And if I need to choose one, it was a big influence to me and to to show me more more about Sheffield when it was Rob Jones. And it was a Wednesday fan, wasn't it? Was he Rob Jones? He was a Wednesday fan as well, was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now. A lot of players came in that first season uh, that you signed. Um, you know, a lot of players came in alone. A lot of players left as well. Yeah. But you know, there, obviously there was a big change at the club. But everyone just seemed to gel, didn't they? Everyone just seemed to, you know, it just everyone just seemed to click, didn't it? In that in that season True. when you first signed, it was, it was special. We we had a great great atmosphere. Like I said, even the players not playing was supporting those that are playing. And when when the substitutions are happy, this is mean the the atmosphere. Where in the dressing room is fantastic, it's amazing. Who was your, was your closest to? Like, who did you sort of spend a lot of time with when you first came and things like that? No, in the, I was alone because uh, we had a, a brand new team, more or less, because a lot of players, a lot of new players coming coming in. And uh, one of my biggest friends, because I played with him in Charlton, was Nicky Weaver. And uh, oh. Nicky Weaver, I met him there in Charlton. And when I moved to Sheffield, it was the one, it was the one helped me with everything around Sheffield. It seems like it was meant to be, doesn't it? it? The Sheffield Wednesday thing all seems like it was meant to happen. Like, it's mad. It's, it is incredible. I When I first came here, I feel at home because with Nicky Weaver, we, Nicky Weaver, when I came to Charlton, we was together in the hotel as well. He was the one buy me some DVDs for me to spend my time after training, watching. He was like a father to me. And uh, to spend time with him at Charlton. And when I come into Sheffield, I didn't even know he was from Sheffield, and I didn't even know he was that big star at Sheffield. And to coming and to see him again, and to to have him as my looking after me again, it was it. I felt at home. I felt at home. You know, it was great. Now I want to talk about that photo. Now you'll know which one I'm talking about. You know, the one where you're on your you're on your knees with your yeah. arms aloft. Chris O'Grady just wheeling away in celebration. Do you just want to talk us through through that moment in in that in that game. Obviously, you know, it was Steel City Derby, Hillsborough. Um, oh man, that was incredible. That was that was uh, um, a lot of feelings because uh, it was the game where you, we, as a player, we feel is so important that game because if you win that game, we are straight back on on the race to get the promotion. What we wish the what we want. Yeah, because I think we'd lost three games on the on the bounce, hadn't we, up until yes. that point? Yeah. Yes, we was heading a bad running. And on that game, our manager was under uh, under a huge, huge pressure. And uh, I remember, so we, we all week, all week we was like no wanted this manager to go out because we we did a lot. We come a lot through with him. So we didn't want him to go, to it go out. Didn't change anything, did it? Didn't change anything, unfortunately. Yeah, and back then on that game when Chris scored that goal, I went down on my knee because to release, because we was so under pressure to release the pressure and to feel the atmosphere to because I was so happy because in the in the warm up warming up it was the first time in my life I couldn't hear my teammates in the warm up. We was doing the warm up and training, we couldn't hear the tomo 
Tomo was the assistant manager back then, and he was the one um, uh, did the warm up with us. And the, he was talking; we couldn't hear him because mm. the atmosphere was it was incredible. It was something we couldn't hear each other in the in the warming up. So it was it was incredible. We was in the dressing room, and we was here the inside of the dressing room. The looks like the thing are vibration because of the atmosphere when we come out. And to win that game and to see, it was for me the best, the best derby I ever seen in my life and I ever played in my life because it's, it was incredible. The, the weirdest thing about that, Josie, I don't know if you remember this, but when when we won that game one nil against Sheffield United, when you walked off the pitch, you actually came over to me and said, "I can't wait to live with you in the future." So <laughs> it was, it was it was mental, but but yeah. So I hope you stick to your word, and when you move back to Sheffield, I'll move in. But it's all right. <laughs> Can you remember that? I remember that. I remember yeah, that. No. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, obviously you, you just you just touched on it. Then obviously Gary Megson was under immense pressure, yeah. and like Jamie just said, it, you know the the fact that we won that game, it, it didn't change the you know the, the thing in the end. It, he got he got he got he got sacked. I mean, did you know you were going to be sacked before that game, or was it a, a massive shock to you all? We just uh, heard if we lose that game, it will uh, it will go go out. We we heard that we heard that, and we couldn't we couldn't feel that little bit of that pressure on him because he knows the responsibility of that game. It's, it was two things for him to win that game and to keep the job and to win that game to go back in the in the race to for directed promotion. You know, it was a mix of everything and. Uh, that's why I remember I didn't even see when we scored that goal. I was in, I was in my connection to the highest strength, God, and uh, living yeah. that moment. And only after the game, I see on the image, the, the ball get close to me, Chris run past me, and they went all to the manager to celebrate with him because he's one of us, you know. And uh, when, when one of us is a little bit on, we, we get around. With that, Jose, I just want to say, like, did... Milan Mandrić was a legend to Wednesday because he sort of saved us, literally. But when you look at things like that, just I don't understand. It, it does work out to be the right decision in a way. Like you said, right decision because David Jones took over and it was a bit weird because he didn't have much passion. Like I'm not saying he was a bad manager, but he wasn't Gary Megson to the fans of anyone. Yes, he did a good job, but when he took over, like just the whole thing about Milan Mandrić, he's such a family person. He, he did everything for the club and... Yes, he made the right decision or whatever, but do you have any idea why why that went off for him to sack, sack no, no, him that day? Or I think that decision it was made already. I believe that decision it was made already because it wasn't on that day that decision was made. That's why I think he he stick yeah. his words. Probably you know the football is uh, so many things go around off the pitch, and uh, I believe yeah. that decision was made already before that game. Now we're uh, just moving forward a little bit. Obviously, you had your own song. Obviously, all the fans, uh, all the fans were chanting it. I mean, what was it like when you first first heard the fans, you know, singing that song? First, first I heard I didn't understand. Right, they were singing about me, and it was Liam Parman in the dressing room said to me. It was... I remember Chris O'Grady as well. Um, David Prutton, he sang it on an interview. David Prutton, when he was live on Sky Sports yeah. News, and he was singing it to you in the background. Do you remember that? <laughs> No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that one. And it was Liam Parman singing that song. And I said, why are you singing that song? He said, yeah, the fans singing that song. Really? I heard some things to me, though, but I didn't understand exactly what was the, the song. 
and from that, from then it was, uh, from then it was everything. My friend, it uh, is a connection. Like, it's impossible yeah. to describe. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, know, you had that song, and then there's not many players that can say they've had an away day dedicated to to themselves. So, I mean, when did you find out that that, that was happening? Um, you know, all, obviously, all the fans with the masks, the, the Portuguese flags, singing your song for the whole the whole game. Did, you know, when did you find out? I remember on the Friday before that game, we play on Saturday, Nottingham away, and on the Friday, the one of the the girls working, um, Lindsay Lindsay Taylor. He was yeah. in Wednesday and he was with one mask. Uh, he bring it one mask to me. And I said, the mask said, this is my face. It's exactly like me. <laughs> and he said to me, tomorrow some fans will, will wear that mask. But when he said to me, some fans, and I told yeah. five <laughs> a group fans, you know, I had never imagined something like <laughs> that. Even I don't imagine the flags. Nah, never, never. And I remember when we come out to the dressing room for the warm up. And we go to warming up in the half where our fans are behind the goal. And I saw all my faces. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. I said, I too was some fans, but you can see clearly all the stand with my face in the stand. I said, that's me. That's me. <laughs> it, it was all the second. I went to that game. And honestly, it was. It was fantastic. It was, but I just want to like here. I've put this in the Wednesday group, and it's just to ask questions to ask you. And it's just hundreds, hundreds. But like this woman, this woman commented. She says herself, and um, ask, ask him when he came out. So, what did you think to us singing your name for the second half? She had, a, he had a really sore throat. That was Jack. He had a really sore throat because I can remember it was literally forty-five minutes. And what, what I wanted to ask you is, me as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, as an English man. If if an English player like yourself, but Portuguese, was was playing in Portugal and there was a team with four thousand away fans that was singing his name with English flags everywhere, I would want to see it. So like you know, as a Portuguese player, or did did that get even like Ronaldo in Portugal? Did people hear about that? Was yes. it like did, did the local people hear? What did the Portugal Portuguese people think of something like that? It was all over the news. It was all over the news here. <laughs> Yeah, because it's something, it's something big, my friend. It was, it, it's so difficult to see, to see one thing like that. And I, I, the more I couldn't imagine my career to go, I never, never imagined one thing like that. Never, never. But yeah. Cristiano, Cristiano has heard of Sheffield Wednesday then, right? You have told him about us. Yes, of course. And for me, when <laughs> he does, that, does he want to play for us as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he said, he said in England, uh, the fans are amazing. He said in, in England, in every football club, and I said, no, no, every football club, no. If he was at Wednesday, you see what the real fans are about. <laughs> and when you see the Semido day, and he said to me, this is for you, is your Ballon d'Or, of your dedication, of your hard working, of every, everything we went through as a youth, and this is your Ballon d'Or. You can say to yourself, you want a Ballon d'Or, because it's not every player along the way can have something like this. That is such a good way. That is such yes. a good way of doing it. That is right. I love that. No, he said to me. He said that to me. Now, obviously, during your time at Sheffield Wednesday, you also became captain as well. Um, I mean, was was that always your aim to become captain, or, or did that just just happen? No, no. The, the only way it was to play for that with the white and blue shirt and to play for that club. That was my aim. Everything come the the song, 
being captain of that club, it's uh, to see walk around in the city and to see the care of the fans, go to the shopping center with my family and see the fans ask me for the picture and uh, speak a little bit with me about the club. And this is for me, it was, uh, it was the, the biggest thing I couldn't dream it's happened in my life and to lift, like I, I can say it in the end of my career. And right now, if I have to choose a club which identified with me is the Sheffield Wednesday, because it's the club where I play with the, the love before I even play for them, before I even dream about Sheffield Wednesday, because I grew up in Portugal. I didn't hear even hear the name of Sheffield Wednesday. I didn't know Sheffield. I know Sheffield when I get to English football and to, to, to feel the atmosphere, to feel that connection is the, is the club of your life. You need to say that. And a part of that is the only club you lift a trophy with it, first individual and collectively. And this is the, the most important thing in my life. And, and Josie, at Forest, at Forest, that game at Forest, just to go back to it before we move on, what, what was that actually like? All in, right, I was there, like I said, 4,000 of us, uh, roughly. When we was all singing your name or whatever, was it just literally the and seeing the Portugal flags or whatever? But you must have just felt like the best, the best man on the planet. No, like. I that was the feeling. I felt like, I felt like I am, I am on top of my, on top of my life, on top of my game, and I even, uh, I even is something so special, which uh, every player couldn't dream about that, you know. And uh, I had that. That's why, that's why I don't. I don't even understand normally the, the, the players are so adored. Is the player like scoring more goals, scoring more skillful players? You know, to have all that care and the passion, you know, make me feel I am on the right way. We had another message on the uh, on the Owls Talk forum for you as well. And uh, Sanchez, he's put, uh, what did Dave Jones change um, when he came in to spark the promotion run? Versus, like, obviously, what it was like under under Megson. Did did it did it change much? No, not really. Not really. It didn't change much because the team he was fooling after that winning, after that winning against Sheffield United, into that team that had one click of believe we can get back to the racing to get promotion directly. So we didn't lose any more game, and uh, we was already on fire. But after that game, it was when the old belief coming. When we saw our, our state full of Sheffield Wednesday fans, it's because they believe on us. They believe we can make it. It's not only about because we play against our bigger rivals. It's not only about that. It's the bigger things ahead. It's the, the promotion, directly promotion. Not to get a risk on the playoff, get directly promotion. And it was then when the team, all the team believe from now on, we don't, we chase the second place till we get there. Because we was far away from the top, the first position, and we know we see the second position closer. And if we have another half of the season, we're gonna take Charlton out because we was unstoppable. We yeah. feel like that. Like Chris Lyons said, when Dave Jones came in, I think we really gathered he wasn't his favorite fan. Like, but when when Dave Jones came in, he said Dave Jones wasn't involved on the pitch much. He didn't even used to come into training much. He used to just sit in his office. And then there must have been some really strong characters for. Uh, can you imagine, like now at Sheffield Wednesday, you know what's happening today. We're changing managers every week or whatever. Yeah. There's no real leaders in the dressing room. Like back then, everybody loved Gary Megson. Nobody wanted him to leave. Beat Sheffield United, we beat Sheffield United. Then he gets sacked. But then for us to carry on winning then for 
to the in the changing room for players to not just let the head drop and think what the hell or and then for Antonio when he scores that goal in the 95th minute against Carlisle, all these things, the character must have been unbelievable in that changing room. My friend, it was, and uh, like I said, is um, Gary Mason is a big part of it because it was a lot of players are play for Gary Mason. He bring a lot of players playing for him, identify with his character. Even myself, I was playing the rest of the, the, the season and, uh, under a new manager, but every single game I win, I said, I win, Sheffield win and Gary Mason win. Always Gary Mason is involved on, on myself. You know, looks like he, David Johnny was a little bit quiet on the, on the touchline, but for me, the presence of Gary Mason, he was always there. I wasn't alone. I wasn't feeling alone. I was on the pitch, but I know that Gary Mason is there fighting for me. I always have him inside of me to, to drive me on. I think a lot of people are surprised now, Josie. Like, that's why a few people we spoke to, it's, isn't, where is he gone? Like, you know, when he left Wednesday, he's not gone into management again. Like, we don't, do you know what I mean? It's surprising that he hasn't had another job. He hasn't been involved much. Like, my friend, like I said, being at Sheffield is, is something special. You know, it, this was always I said to a new player when coming in, and I said to the players, you are coming probably to the to the best club you well, can play for. This is what for. we need now. This is what we need now. This is why we need people like this at the club. When somebody comes to be told this, like you need to be like like this, like like what you're saying, not like, oh yeah, you're coming on loan. Can you put something on Instagram for me and advertise something? It's it's really frustrating. No, 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 can't. This is this is working. This is uh, this is living. This is what football is about. When you get to Sheffield Wednesday, it's, uh, it's about winning games. It's about uh, making that people from Sheffield happy because they live. Every, the most important thing on their life is Sheffield. It's not going to the church. It's not going to the shopping center. It's going to Hillsborough. It's going there, living that moment. You know, living that training ground. This is the most important. And this is why I said about, and everything, many things happen now because you, you cannot get people close. You cannot have the fans close because the fans play huge part, huge part on the success of the team. And unfortunately, with that coronavirus, it's impossible. People get uh, get around. Yeah. Now, uh, Jamie's just mentioned his name and I just want to talk about you know, a player that you played with. Um, Mikel Antonio, now, it, obviously we brought him in on loan uh, initially. Obviously, he's gone on to bigger and, and better things. I mean, what what was he like to what was he like to play with? Because he was another special player, wasn't he? My, my friend, he's he, he's an incredible player, incredible footballer, and the the passion is so to play for Sheffield Wednesday. And if you can had one day opportunity to speak with him, he will he will explain to you personally how how he loves the club and the, and for for example, you can speak with him. I I am in touch with him till now. And he loves the club so much, and uh, he did. Uh, it was amazing for us. He's a special footballer. His career speaks for himself because as uh, soon as he gets in the Premier League, his quality was uh, without a shadow of a doubt one of the best players I play with. Yeah, fantastic. Sure. Now, um, I think I think it's fair to say that obviously when when we made that step up to the Championship, obviously you found it you found it a bit tough. I mean, uh, would you would you agree with that? Yes, yes. It was uh, because getting the championship, you need to, to get used to the division. And uh, we, we was in one um, mentality of winning every game, almost every game. We had a bad, a bad run, 
in that season before we get promotion, we had about to run uh, draws and some loses. And uh, it was more winnings than the draw or losing. It was a special season. And get to the season where the, the qualities match a little bit, you need to, you need to adapt to that division and uh, after that, carry on. And I find it a little bit difficult of, uh, you know, the results change, change the way you think. The results, if you are winning all the time, it's more easy to improve. If you are losing, it's more difficult to improve because you start to doubt about yourself. You start to, to doubt about your teammates and the, the atmosphere get a little bit different. But for my, for my point of view of myself personally, I said it was a difficult one, but one of the most important season in my life because it was when, it was when I had to prove myself um, I'm capable to play, to play in that division. And I, I think I changed that, I turned that around. Of course, of course you did. Yeah, I've, I've, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. You obviously, you, you know, definitely, uh, definitely picked it up, and that, and that's why we love you as well. Obviously, the passion, passion shone through, and that's why you went to play so many games for us, as well. Now, I mean, whilst you're at Sheffield Wednesday, did you have any? Was there any opportunities to to leave Sheffield Wednesday? Did any other clubs come in for you at all? I remember on my time, I had uh, after Man that... U, Arsenal, Real Madrid. <laughs> No, no, after, after that year, in, uh, I had the Derby County. Derby County contacted me and Reading, Reading contacted me. But I, I had a contract with Sheffield and uh, I, I, was, I had a strong belief to play for Sheffield in the Premier League. And uh, I was that, that close to get there. On the playoff final, I was that close. Josie, that's going to it now. Like, you just say you were that close. A few questions off. It's hard to mention everyone because 99% of people are saying, like, literally, like, would you ever consider... Bow Thomas Bowers wondering, would you ever consider coaching back at Sheffield Wednesday? It's pointless even asking you. I think we all know you would. But, like, at the time... So he said, James James Stokes Tunney, he said, did you, did you feel forced... I hate saying this because it's horrible. But, like, did you, hate, did you feel forced out of the club in 2016-17? Like, did you actually feel forced out... Because I just want this subject to be really quick because I hear any negativity about you and Chevy Wednesday because it's not possible. Like, you're always going to be at Wednesday forever. You're going to be a manager for longer than Alex Ferguson was at Man United. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to live with me in my house. Everything's going to be perfect. <laughs> but in 2016, but was you, did you feel forced out in 16-17? Yes, to be fair, I, I felt. I felt that. That's horrible. Yeah. I felt that, but uh, not. Uh, it's, it's football. It's part of football, you know. I, but always in myself, I said it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. But I will get back. I will get back for sure. I will get back. You promise. You promise. You promise. You will promise. be back at Sheffield Wednesday. I promise. I will get back. Right. I promise. Cool. Fantastic. <laughs> now, so, someone else who, uh, who was quite a big influence to was you already mentioned him, Miguel Liera. Obviously, he played with him at Charlton and, he, and then he, uh, he signed for Sheffield Wednesday. Were you involved in that, in, in yeah. him coming to Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when we was in the game where we need, uh, we need a centre-back and I spoke with Gary Mason and I said to him, oh, I, I had that player play with me at Charlton, Miguel Liera. Uh, he's a good centre-back, he's a big lad and he's good on set-pieces and good on the ball. He's a, he's a very, very good player. And uh, Gary makes and get in touch with him. It was at uh, Brentford at that time. Brentford and Gary makes took him took him along to us. And from that season, he stayed with us for many many years. You know, and uh, because 
when I was at Charlton, he was at MK Dons. And when he came into Charlton, his English, he wasn't good. And my, he was a little bit better than him. And by Spanish and Portuguese is so similar. We get so close on that time. So that's why soon as we need the center back, I, I think Rob Jones was injured. Uh, Rita Johnson was injured as well. And we need a center back. And I spoke with the manager on him and uh, he didn't think twice. He said, yes. He was a character as well. He was like, he, he suited Sheffield Wednesday. He scored the goals. He kissed the badge. He, he got involved with the fans. That's all you want. That's all you want. Oh, no. you, if you can ask him, by, back then in the Spain, and even when he gets to England, his best club is play every Sheffield Wednesday because it was when, when he, because he's, he's like, he's one of us. He's so passionate and uh, he loves that club. He loves that kid, blue and white. He loves to play for Sheffield Wednesday. He loves that fans, you know. He's one of us, hundred percent. Now, uh, before we before we move on, Jamie has got a, uh, a little quiz for you. But before I do, before he goes on to that, uh, I just want to read out another another message from uh, Andy Taylor on Facebook. He put, uh, "I remember the last match of the season away at Wolves. Uh, we filled the lower stand, the full length of the pitch, in the two-tier corner behind the goal. Uh, it was Semedo's last match, or so we thought." Uh, every single Wednesday fan proper belting out the Semedo His Magic song while we cla while he clapped us all. He was the last man to leave the pitch at the end. Uh, a real lump in the throat stuff. Can, can you remember that game? Oh, yes, yes. I thought it was my last one. I was, I thought it was my last one. And uh, I think because of that, I carry on another year. I think because of that. Uh, be not because I always wanted to stay at Wednesday. But I think uh, I think after that, after that, it was incredible. And this is one of the things I, I I think I didn't involve on the last games of the season, not to the club to go to that pressure again. You know, this is one of the things I thought because on that season where I left, second part of the season, I always come in on of the games. You know, I always we play Barnsley away. I didn't come on, but we we play late and. We play um, so many games. I come on like last 20 minutes, like, like last 15 minutes. And when we get in the playoff against, um, against Uldersfield, I will always understand. And uh, it was when I, when I realized probably they don't want to put me there, not to have the fans again back. And yeah. I, I, I always, I always felt that whenever you came on, you always gave the team a massive lift, and and, and all you know, the fans as well. You know, we, we, it lifted everyone when we saw when we saw you coming on. Even though you didn't play the full ninety minutes, when you did, you know, it was. I remember the manager on that time, and I said to him, and I said to him, to win a football match, you need to count on everything. You need to count to if you play at home, you need to count on your fans, you need to count on your subs, you need to count on everything can help you win in the game. And uh, to see what we have been through the second part of the season, I always come on on the games and give that team that little boost. Yeah. And uh, on the last game against Huddersfield at home, you need to count. If you are winning 1-0, who you put on last 10 minutes to lift the crowd up, to lift the team up. You know, everything counts to win a game. And I remember when I was in the stand watching that game, when Stephen Fletcher scored a goal, Five minutes later, five, ten minutes later, he come off and I said, that was me, come on. I went straight, I was up, I wasn't on the stand. I, and when Stephen Fletcher come out, after he scored a goal ten minutes later, I said, that was me. Well, last 
20 minutes. Nice me to give the given an yeah. extra boost to the team. All together. Yes, to to close the door, to close our door, to go back to the final again. And and unfortunately, I wasn't there. Unfortunately, the team get draw and end up losing that game. Yeah. It was there the last time. Yeah. Now, Jamie, do you want to, uh, do you want to read out your, your quiz questions? Test test Jose's knowledge on Sheffield Wednesday. It's it's only it's only funny ones. Only five. But before I do, I just want to read out a few more things. Like. I wasn't laughing at the Uddersfield loss a minute ago. It's, I love how the Portuguese say Uddersfield. You, Carlos, how they all say Uddersfield. I love it. But <laughs> like all the passion, the passion you had. So just a few things. So like Anthony Ludlow, he says, never before and never since have you had a day dedicated to one player. Face masks, scarves, banners, flags. It's, there's never been, never do, and never will be since. Another player loves Semedo Wednesday through and through. What a player. Tell him to find his old boots, get out again. What the what a profe- what a <laughs> professional, absolute legend. What an absolute professional. Oh my god, what I do to have him back. He's just on and on and on. Hundreds and hundreds of messages saying how we feel. And before I do the questions, Josie, I just want to say again, like this is just and I don't want to put the phone down. Like this is amazing. I, obviously, I know I know in a, year, a few years we're gonna to live together, but right now <laughs> I'm, I'm, why 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 are you laughing? I just right now, right now, this is this is amazing, but yeah. Did you ever consider Sheffield Wednesday like when are you going to get a statue? Just one more. The best game that you've played in for Wednesday and the best you've played. So do you think that's from um, Noggers SWFC or Fort? I said the best game I play with and the best game in Sheffield Wednesday for me, if I have to pick one game, it was Sheffield United. And the last one, Will Whitaker, best manager that you played under at Wednesday. Would you say that was Mason? Gary Mason, yes. So question time. Question one. When you scored that goal at Wickham, uh, can you remember who scored the winner for Sheffield Wednesday? The winner? Yeah. Ryan Law? Yes. <laughs> one out of one. One out of one. Number two, Wickham at home. Antonio's goal, the first goal. Can you remember what minute he scored that goal in? Uh, I don't remember, but I can say it was in the first half. A minute uh, 25, more or less. Yes, yes, 25. He's smashing it. I just knew I knew he was going to be right. Everything about right, that's two out of two. <laughs> Question three. In that game against Wickham, just to the closest thousand, how many thousands was it Hillsborough? How many? Because it was rammed. How many people? My friend, I can say 27,000, 28,000. 38. 38? 38. Yes. Oh 38,092, something like that. 38,100, more or less. Just, just, before you move, just before you move on, Jamie, that, when we sang High O Silver Lining oh, yeah. on that day, that, that was the probably video the, most, went viral. the most deafening that I've ever heard that song ever. You know, you know the, the, obviously the um, High O Sheffield Wednesday you know, yes, uh, yes. At, the start of, at the start of the game. Wow. That was yes. just incredible as well. Fantastic. Um, Two more left, so the second to last one is when Chris O'Grady scored against Sheffield United. Can you remember what minute that, that goal was? If you get this right. <laughs> no, the minute I don't remember, but I believe it was like 70, 75 minutes, 70 minutes. Oh, 73, 73. <laughs> 73. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was there. The you can have that. You can have that because the celebrations went on for two minutes anyway. So the last one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The last question, 
is in that season when we went up, when we got promoted, the top scorer that season, even though I don't like to mention this boy anymore, the, who was the top goal scorer? It, it, like, in fact, it's tough. It, it was Gary Madi. How many did he score that season? I can say probably 14 goals. 18. 18. 18. <clears throat> I just want to show him this as well, one more time. This is it. Can you see this? Wow. <laughs> That's me. That's me dressed as a banana. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Right. Obviously, that, that, that brings us to the end of the end of the podcast. Um again, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for speaking to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you have enjoyed this one, then please uh, give us a give us a rating and a review. Uh, and don't forget to uh, to subscribe so you listen to all the other other episodes. Thank you very much, Jose. Thank you so much. I love you Pleasure. so much. Pleasure, my friend. Pleasure. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.